I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that you didn't know was founded 10,000 years ago and are secretly robots here to protect (laughs) or enforce, kill Earth. We're doing something to Earth on the podcast, Gary. I don't know what we're doing. Robots. We're robots. Save the Earth egg. Um, There's an egg in the Earth. Start from there. (laughs) God's own egg is in the earth and uh, there's some robots to protect it. We're talking about Eternals. We are. Finally released on Disney Plus, so we got a chance to watch it. Uh, neither one of us was willing to risk COVID to go see Eternals um, because why would we? <laughs> no. Um, this is another, like, we just got finished recording about Shang-Chi. Uh, this is another Marvel property that I was not familiar with and when they announced it, uh, and then I went to the Wikipedia page to look it up. I was very confused while they were doing this. Uh, uh, and then you look at the cast and you're like, holy shit. Like, we all have got fucking everybody in this. This is crazy. Um, and now that I've it's watched a, it, I'm still asking the same question, Gary. I don't, I don't know why they did yeah, this. It, it's fine. The uh, what's, what's crazy, right? So you look at the cast. We have this huge ensemble. Uh, they've said in interviews that they want to be able to do movies this way rather than doing it the old way. Um, where they introduce an ensemble at once rather than do the individual origin stories and then bring people together. I think that's a big mistake. I do too. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think the ensemble thing, I think that the doing the individual movies is why uh, this is like the cultural juggernaut that it is. Um, and I think that this movie really suffers from introducing the, uh, you know, the entire ensemble and having... Uh, you know, this movie suffers from having a Kingo, uh, having the Kingo, having the Kingo not really be important to the plot or anything, but still need to introduce Kingo. So maybe Kingo shows up later. Um, all the time with Kingo was not feeling good about the Kingo. Yeah. There's like eight or nine of these dudes, um, total, right? Like one, two, three, when they started killing them, I breathe this huge sigh of relief. There's like 12 of them. Um, yeah. And, uh, like what, and they, and they do start killing them, which is, which is pretty good. But I, yeah. I am a hundred percent with you that, uh, I, a lot of the big emotional moments they swung for, I just didn't connect with. Like, I just didn't care about, uh, you know, when everybody has to turn on Icarus and when everybody's talking about having faith in, um, what, whatever Selma the, Hayek. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, we all have faith in Selma <laughs> Hayek, but uh, faith in whatever the Celestial's name was, Ezekiel or whatever the oh, fuck. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. Like, when they started talking about all that stuff, like... The channeler. It just didn't... Not, it, like, none of that stuff landed for me. Like, it just didn't it connect. Um, and it's because we no, just no, didn't no, have no. any time with the characters. Uh, I just... It, this this has, like, a half hour into this that we get an exposition thing. Like, what is this, a fucking Star Wars movie? <laughs> I... It's out of everything that we've, we've, you know, this, this would have benefited the most, not that I wanted to watch this, but artistically, this would have benefited from being a Disney plus like a six episode thing. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I agree. Totally. Like so much mm-hmm. like it, it just, it was, uh, so sloppy, uh, the way that the, the exposition, you know, just like, oh yeah, by the way, this has always been happening. <laughs> Yeah, I dude. Think really, yeah. And also, like, when, when this was announced, and I went to the Wikipedia page, and then I started, like, as the movie got closer, I was like, well, let me, like, what are the Eternals comics out there? And everyone was like, well, Neil Gaiman has this one. And I'm like, okay, let's do that. Um, and they, yep. it kind of crossed over a little bit with, like, the pre-AVX um, stuff, like, in the in the split one. I, can't, I just completely blanked on whatever the schism like the X-Men has to have to deal with the celestial just sitting its ass in fucking San Francisco. Right. Um, 
and yeah. it was connected to that so i was like okay let me let me get into this uh and it was kind of similar where like oh some of the people don't remember who they are and they have to remember their powers and then i have to connect to this stuff but like did a really good job of presenting these celestials as like ancient and other um and i think they got this right in terms of the way it looks like the scale of everything um every time a character gets teleported into one of the celestial's hands you're like holy shit that thing is massive where is it <laughs> like where yeah. where where does that just hang out at because i mean that, that that has a huge gravity right um it's just space we, we've seen them before they've shown them in the background of like i think there's ones in the background in each guardians of the galaxy yeah, movie. They've, they've showed up there um yeah. but my disappointment was like when you said they started talking and through I know this is a dumb thing, but like they talked in English <laughs> and I don't know, like it just explained everything that was fucking happening. And I just, I thought that was really lame. Like I wanted them to be unknowable creatures from outer space. Like I wanted to be like them to be barely yeah. visible on the human spectrum or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, but instead we got like a guy, <laughs> a big guy. He, he, he's, he's a big dude. It's what if a big man, uh, that part is disappointing. I think that, the movie does not do enough with the idea that like, so if these things have always been through history, protecting us from the deviants, and we'll talk about the fucking deviants um, as a huge problem in this movie. Like this movie does not know what to do with deviants. Um, but these things protect us from the deviants. The idea was all of our myths of gods and legends are actually eternals. So like what we thought was, you know, Athena was actually Athena, you know? Sure. Uh, I don't think they did enough with that. I think that it's weird in a universe that has Thor, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So the people we thought were, were Hercules, that was actually one of the Eternals we haven't met yet. But the people we thought were Thor were actually Thor. And then uh, I also think it's weird that we have all these ancient legends for the, you know, Icarus and what have you, but they were just a, a quipping group of funsters yep. who spoke English and, and just like pat each other on the button and made Whedonism quips. That, and stuff like that doesn't that sucked man the script uh, and, and, and sometimes just yeah. i was just like you guys are like ancient like you guys shouldn't have this sort of humor yet <laughs> like this doesn't exist like writer's room haven't been invented yet <laughs> what are you talking like this for like of, of like you know because this comes with the vampires and shit the idea of immortals uh conforming to the the, the style of the time you know like when they're in the the current time timeline uh with cersei and uh and sprite i'm fine with them being modern me too 100 you know, they've, they've had to adjust mm -hmm. but when they when we go back to mesopotamia and they're just kind of like you know that one was mine you got my kill and stuff like that it just it was really off-putting and annoying yeah 100 like, percent same i, I agree yeah. completely uh i think that uh, you know we didn't spend enough I, I, this might sound weird but i don't think we spent enough time in the past really but to really cement what these people were doing um because we we start out in the past and we show them like protecting humans against the deviants and then we see them like protecting um more humans like as the human uh, civilization has advanced from from deviants um and then like we jump into the future for some future stuff and then we go back like that time jump stuff really didn't i don't think i don't think it was really worthwhile at all like i would have almost rather just stayed in the past and seen them come up and seen them split because by the time like richard madden shows up um like we they were like oh this is your ex and like oh we broke up and then they have to have like a big conversation about it it was just it was just really weirdly paced throughout the entire thing that i just i never could get a grasp of uh you know why the characters are really doing anything um I, I, the relationship between uh, richard madden playing icarus and cersei about to give him a chance 
that just seemed to be him walking up and going like, hey, and her going like, hey. And then they fell down and made love. <laughs> that was it, which yeah, is fine. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. But then that was like an ancient love that I was supposed to believe in that was really important. And I just, they didn't do anything. Like, I don't know why they like each other. Like, they didn't say any words to no. one another. <laughs> no, none of the characters really have like a likable personality in this except for Kingo, mm-hmm. weirdly. And I don't like, I don't really like Kingo in this, but he like, he seemed fun loving and made jokes. And Gilgamesh, I guess, were the two characters that seemed like they might be fun to hang around with. One of my pet peeves in a movie is this thing with with Cersei and, and Rob Stark where like they made them uh, characters fall in love because the plot tells you that they have to. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, they were really, really disappointing from a chemistry and charisma uh, standpoint, both of them as a unit and as individuals, I think mm-hmm. uh, they needed like a lot more magnetism than they had. Um to each other and individually. Uh, I did not like watching them on screen. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you know, they were not, they did not, them delivering their lines was not fun or electrifying or like attention grabbing. Uh, and then, uh, and they bank their entire movie on it. You know, everything depends on that. And then you have like really unused concepts, like this idea that very early on Angelina Jolie's character, Athena, um, she can't handle her memory, so they're gonna like mind wipe her. And then um, the other guy, Gilgamesh, is like, no, 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 I'll just hang out with her like in a desert or something. It'll be, it'll be chill, totally chill, no worries. Um, yeah. And then like we jump to the future, and she's just like been doing some weird writing, which is vaguely she's been hanging out under a tree. Yeah, which is and... also like kind of vaguely like celestial related, but not. Um, and I just you know the idea of losing your mind because of your memories, especially when you find out like who all of these people are is really interesting like that's re- that's a really cool concept that's given like hardly any time to to, to work like the, the way the way that it comes up is just in the middle of a fight she just will stab somebody that she's not supposed to stab <laughs> like yeah which is kind of sucky <laughs> it, it ended up like the, all that plot stuff the reason why she was trying to stab them you know so they wouldn't kill everyone on earth you know was was fine the biggest problem i had with that was her and gilgamesh like hey for five thousand years we're gonna hang out in this barren field and subsistence farm. Yeah. You know, like they were the only Eternals that are immune to boredom. Exactly. You know? Yeah. We're just going to sit here. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just, and again, their relationship, the idea that Gilgamesh would do this was also not sold. Like she breaks bad and Gilgamesh, Gilgamesh is like, no, 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 I'll, I'll help her, you know, cause we're all family, but that individual relationship was not sold. And it, it's leaned on twice. It's leaned on with him making that decision and then her getting vengeance for him. Yeah. Uh, and, and both time there's like no emotional payoff and there can't be because it's spread too thin. I, um, you know, there, there are too many people here. I will say Angelina Jolie. Um, it's, it's one of the times autumn and I were talking about this. She didn't watch this with me. Um, I think this is, this is maybe the MCU limit. She's like, you know what? You just tell me the good stuff and I'll come in and watch Hawkeye <laughs> with you one day. One day. I'm She's like, okay. Done. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, uh, I was talking about it with Autumn when I was telling her how good of a job Angelina Jolie did with this. Like with the times that she is on screen, she is absolutely electrifying. And she was like, yeah, you know, sometimes you, you just forget that people are movie stars, not because they're like rich or famous. It's because they can fucking act like they absolutely like yeah. Angelina has a presence. Um, even when she's doing her little like twirly war dance, stabby stab, all of that shit looks legit. It looks like she like really got into the role. And when she's doing the emotional stuff, like that's the, really the only time that I've felt any emotions about any of these characters is when like she's looking at Gilgamesh. And even then I didn't really care. I just, she was just doing a great job. Yeah. She's just fun to watch. You know, yeah, charisma. Yeah, she she's great, and also I thought that her fight stuff was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just in you know purely because 
you know, Days of Future cast were at least partly 14 year old boys who just want to look at cool fights as well. Yeah. Uh, in addition to being kind of Middleborough. Um, but I, I thought that was the coolest action stuff as well, mm-hmm. uh, was her doing that. And then the other thing that I, I will admit some uh, joy of is this is the first time they've done like a Superman. Mm hmm. In, in Marvel stuff. And I thought some of that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Like I did not like Rob Stark's charisma, but I beams and flying around really fast fist. fired my like, Oh, this is what's cool about Superman. Yeah. Fist capes and I beams, man. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, I think also since we're just talking about powers and stuff, uh, I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. The, uh, speedster of the group whose name I don't even yes. know because I clipped off of the IMDB page. Makari. Makari. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I thought all of the speedster stuff was really well done. I was dreading some of this. I've watched a bunch of like CW, the flash, uh, just because usually what they do with speedsters is, uh, slow everything down. So it like looks like they're, and I've complained about this on the podcast before, but like, Oh, we have to show that he's going real fast by showing everything around him going really slow. And we've seen that with Quicksilver and that's worked out, but I was really curious how they were going to handle this and everything just looked really cool. It just made her super fast and it looks awesome. So yeah, it, it, it worked. That character got the least out of anybody. Oh my God. Yeah. I think she liked collecting artifacts. Yeah. She was like, just, she just stole a bunch of stuff and put it in the ship. Like she just hung out on the ship this entire yeah. time. It's so weird. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> the, the, there's, there's some of these, like a bunch of these Eternals where I'm like, and her and Fastus. Uh, or Fastos. Fastos. I could yeah. not give less of a shit about Fastos. Like, again, representation win. He's a gay character in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Good. You know, I guess that's, that's probably like some queer baiting stuff. You know, it feels like token representation. A lot of people smarter than me have written essays about that very topic. I would say token is the uh, number of queer baiting since they actually showed you that they were in a relationship. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Same, same, that, same concept. Token, tokenism was mm-hmm. what I was, I was, I was searching for. Uh, not good. You know, uh, the, the version of representation that's bad. But he's so fucking boring. Like he's just him and, and speedster like got nothing to do. Uh, and it, it was, it was really, really frustrating that they were trying to portray this as a big, happy family. When I was like, why do not only, why does Rob Stark and Cersei like each other? Why does anyone like each other in this fucking yeah. crew? Um, like they've known each other for a long time, but like all these people have no personality. They all fucking suck. Th- this was the the Marvel movie in which I saw what everyone see people complain about Marvel movies, see in every Marvel movie. Right. Like people say that like, oh, they're just kind of, you know, who cares about these characters? Motherfucking Gary Butterfield does. Like, so <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I think that new Spider-Man's pretty cool little kid. Yeah. I like him, you know, uh, but this was this was the dark version of that. This was like me trying on like it was like drunk goggles that they, they give you when the police come to your school. Mm-hmm. It was me like putting on MCU hater goggles for this movie. Um. Like, who are these fuckers and why should I care? The uh, the fastest moment that they really try to sell you on, besides like the family stuff, which was really cute, the family stuff was great, um, was this moment where uh, he apparently helped. The Holocaust yeah, moment? he helped them the, yeah, the build the, the nuclear bomb. So they were just like on site and he was feeling real bad about it. And I'm like, Marvel, y'all, don't, y'all, y'all, y'all can't be far as gumping these people into these situations, man. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't need, I don't need them to just go back in time and like have, you know, I don't need Dr. Doom to be responsible for nine 11 in the MCU. Like we don't need that. Like, please don't do that. Um, I, man, I laughed. Like, because it cuts to him basically out of nowhere. Yeah. It's, it's Selma a- Hayek and he's at ground zero, like on his knees. And I, I think he actually does like a, you know, these people don't deserve to live. Yeah. It's no. real corny. And, and like, <laughs> maybe after, like you were talking about in a TV show where we've seen him actually, because we had a real brief moment with him like, oh, I can invent this dope ass engine. And they're like, no, no, they're not ready for the dope ass engine. He's like, no, okay, do a plow. here's a, here's yeah. a plow. 
and I get like that push and pull if your power is technology or whatever, but also like, I don't know, man, like you didn't have to give them nuclear fission. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and also, did you like, I never, I'm not clear on that. Like, yeah. or did you just assist them? Like, are you just mad? The, the Manhattan project is just fasto. Yeah. Like, I, I, slipping notes. And I'm, and I, yeah. and I just, there's no emotional, like, I, d- I don't, don't know the character. Uh, like, so when we see that he like quote unquote left the group to go live a life, um it was just like i didn't care like i didn't know who he was like yeah. all this stuff is happening so fast um i guess let, let's roll through the powers real quick because i got to talk about kumail shooting his little pew pew guns man like what <laughs> his tiny little baby uh thing so we, we have a uh, richard madden aka icarus aka rod stark mm-hmm. who is superman uh he's fine uh he's the villain of this movie actually we have cersei uh, played by gamma chan uh whose powers are like changing things into wood and changing non-organic stuff into other water and air yeah into other non-organic stuff basically which is cool like she does a lot of like oh there's a bus coming at us uh i'm gonna turn it into roses kind of cool stuff i'm gonna dissolve it yeah 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 she turns into sand and when that first happened i thought the bus driver also got turned to sand and i laughed real loud it's like (laughs) fuck that guy yeah that dude's just screwed i thought i thought like the bus was full and like they all just fell through the sand onto the ground going 45 miles an hour like well maybe that wasn't as useful one guy yeah (laughs) uh we got kingo and kingo got the short end of the stick Mm mm-hmm uh, with all this stuff, uh, poor Camille Nanjiani, who like w- did a workout regimen to become incredibly cut and doesn't uh, doesn't do anything strong in this movie or anything. He just holds his arms out and makes little pew pew lasers. I, you know, I, I feel I feel like we've got to do something about like the, the MCU uh, man appearance, because like this dude could have just looked like Kumail did in every other thing I've ever seen Kumail in and done the exact same job. Like just been fine. Yeah. Like who cares if he has yeah. some pudge or whatever, like he's using pew pew guns. Um, well, he's supposed to be a Bollywood star. He he could be in like in, he could be shaped like a movie in fit, like a movie star, like Kumail Nanjiani was. Mm-hmm. Without looking like a fucking bodybuilder. Yeah, without having to take you know? HGH to get there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how many horse drugs he had to take to become uh, Kingo. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand, you know, because the idea, his arc, even though he ends up being like literally, he just sets out the movie mm-hmm. at a point, which also I laughed out loud at. Like that's so fucking wild. So that, so uh, I, um, I don't know if this is it's just because we're probably going to go through it pretty quickly, but like I've read an interview with the director um, talking about that, where she was asked specifically about that scene. And she talked about how it was a powerful moment for her because Kingo has this faith um, and he, but he's not willing to fight for it. He's not willing to like kill for what he believes in. And that was an important thing for her to show as a superhero, but really like, you don't because the faith stuff is all missing like you don't get enough time to understand what they even have faith in just like this giant celestial guy that does a lore dump in the middle of the movie it looks like he just gets an uber and jets out of the last fight like that's yeah he just leaves he says it and the the nods towards him having that faith is him calling icarus boss a bunch you know uh, and like the idea of him being like, oh, I think he's right, actually. Like, I'm not willing to fight against my friends it would be a fine arc if something happened with it. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes that decision. He goes off on his own. They have to convince him or something changes and he grows as a character. But again, there's too many characters for that to happen. So he just leaves. Yeah. Um, um, also on the list. The idea of what he did oh, go ahead. or before before we move on, the idea of what he did with his oratality, I thought was cool. The idea that he like 
you know, he's just out, out and proud about being, having these powers and stuff pretends to be an actor, Yeah, you know, who does the superhero stuff kind of pretending to be an Avenger, but a Bollywood Avenger and stuff. I thought that was all really cool, uh, as an idea, like the person who's having fun with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like the immortal who's having fun. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, a, as a trope and I wanted more time with that. Yeah. Uh, as an idea but again we don't have time for anything in this movie yeah even th- this movie that's two and a half hours plus long <laughs> like we don't have enough time yeah. in this movie for eight origin stories and eight, to build up eight it felt individual- like i was watching it for an eternity <laughs> it <laughs> did go on for a long point, time like at one point i was like i cannot believe this is still happening autumn um, <laughs> like, i've been watching this for days autumn left to go ride horses like she usually does in the morning so that this was a kind of a morning movie for me um and she came home uh, cause I had to pause it a couple of times. Um, and like, there was like 20 or 30 minutes of the movie left. So she just had to sit in the, in the kitchen, like eating her lunch while like the last 30 minutes just blast out of my surround sound. And I'm, and I just, I was like, Oh God, like this is, maybe I should get some headphones. I don't know what to do. Like, this is always so weird. Cause she's just looking over and going like, why are they yelling? And I'm like, I, I, I can't even, I don't even want I mean, to I explain. explain it, but yeah. like, why would I, um, and why did you ask? Yeah. Uh, we also have Sprite, um, who is the tiny eternal, yep. childlike eternal. Uh, again, a, a cool. <laughs> why did they do that? Why did they do that? Which she directly asked in the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, why did you torture him? Why did you design me to feel pain? And like Kingo, like with the little Peter Pan comparisons, saying that she's, you know, Tinkerbell for obvious reasons, I would have punched that dude off of the fucking planet. <laughs> like, fuck you, man. Um, yeah. You know, I'm as old as you, right? Yeah, for real. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like we've known each other for thousands of years. You get to tell me that, uh, makes no, it makes no sense. She's an illusionist, you know, so the power stuff is fun, mm-hmm. uh, with her. Um, but it makes no sense that I don't know. I wonder if the comics, did you read the Neil Gaiman comics? I did. Yeah. Did, did they get into why the, the, uh, celestials invented some of the Eternals to torture them forever? No, 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 it does not come okay, up at the all. Yeah, yeah, that's, apparently okay. there's, there's a better Eternals run out there. Um, like a newer one that maybe cl- more closely connects with this Kieran stuff. Dylan's doing one. Yeah. And I think that's the one no, that I, think, I, I have yeah. now heard like, Oh, you should go do that one. And I'm like, well, I already did one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and like the well, X-Men were there. So I'm just saying, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, she 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 actually asked like why why am I a child and like does not get an answer and at the end of the movie as uh, Cersei is filled with godlike power, uh, she like takes that off like she removes that yeah. or turns her human. Um, so I I mean does she still have her powers? We don't know. She's just hanging out with these people. She's just a normal human girl now, so she's gonna age appropriately. Like just seems really Dude, weird. When that happened, what if she had aged into dust? Like <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> Just on accident, yeah. Like they're Uh-oh. just like, well, I guess we can be human. We don't know how it's gonna work. And then she just slowly gets like progeria, like her bones are cracking yep. as mm-hmm. she grows. Like, oh god. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> well, and then Kingo goes, "Well, that just happened." Well, that just happened. Uh, yeah. We've also got Makari, which we mentioned, super speed. Uh, Druig, uh, who. I yeah. guess I am alone on the internet for thinking that this, I just did not like this character. I didn't, I like this actor um, and other stuff, but like, the I could, Barry Kogan. I kind of did not like Druig, Druig at all. Uh, his, he's got mind control powers. He can make humans do stuff, um, which is a weird power to have when like your boss, when Selma Hayek, every time you use it, he, she's like, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. What, why did you bring the what mind control guy to the party? <laughs> like, yeah. if you don't want to mind control I, people. <laughs> I kept thinking about how they didn't make Barry Kogig uh, get buff. Yeah. Like, he's not know, shredded <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a dude. 
they're like Kingo shoots beams. He's got to be the strongest man in the world. But Barry Kogan uh, can can just be, you know, look exactly like he does in everything. I I only liked it. Thought he was interesting is because he was the one who brought. I think that was the most successful use of the theme, the micro theme that didn't get enough time in the movie, which was, should we intervene? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's the one, you know, Fastos, we had the scene with the nuclear bomb thing and that felt tasteless to me. Uh, Druig being like, hey, these are conquistadors. This shit fucking sucks. I'm not going to just watch people get slaughtered. Uh, I thought that was interesting. We didn't get enough time with it. And I, I also wanted to know more about his weird little village where he made himself a God King. Like, yeah, I was like, Oh, this guy should be the villain of the movie. Like this is, that's fucking rad. I honestly, and like then when he was making all the people shoot in, in, uh, in simultaneously, uh huh, mm-hmm. you know, the way he was fighting, I thought that was like a really cool mind control power, uh, visualization. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I really thought he was going to break bad in this. Like I thought that was going to yeah. be the twist. Like I was, I was actually kind of unexpected. I was actually kind of surprised by uh, Richard Madden being the quote unquote bad guy. Um, and, and not even really like the bad guy, the guy that just has a job to do and wants to do it without like thinking about it a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want to yeah, go the, to work the, the and sell water meters. Orders. I don't want to think about the moral implications <laughs> of me selling water meters. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Barry Kogan also ends up being uh, incredibly key to the plot because he shows up out of nowhere and hits a little girl in the head. It's true. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so, could you understand yeah, what the fuck he was saying half the time? Was that was this just a me thing where his accent just felt like he, mush to me? He's way mumbly. Um, that's that's kind of Barry Kogan's thing. He's like that in the uh, the Green Knight as well. Yeah, I, I um, just didn't see. It. I didn't yeah. think it was as bad there, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. He also has a uh, relationship yeah. with Makari that is never. It's just like, hey, we we like each <laughs> other. Who, okay, who cool. Knows? <laughs> yeah, you like collect artifacts? That's cool. I like to control minds. Anyway, see ya. <laughs> see um, in five thousand years. I'm gonna go to my weird <laughs> like hole in the ground. Well, they could have just hung out. Like they act like they haven't seen each yeah. other for a reason. Why doesn't she live in the village? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Super silly. Uh, um we we got uh we got fastos as we mentioned uh fastos has, has technology yes uh, so he's mm-hmm. he, he's super intelligent um and an inventor uh real weird that he was designed by the celestials given that he's not supposed to give the earthlings technology again why bring the tech like, guy how exactly if he, was he <laughs> supposed to help them fight <laughs> you know? um and then we have gilgamesh uh whose power is fist yep. and humor um yeah he was i think he was the, great him well, he's he, the actor's great. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Don Lee's having a great time, and he's real charismatic. The the fact that he does the like I'm going to charge up my my fist and then punch a thing that's charging at me. I think that happens four times in this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I lost my goddamn mind. I I was like, are you really just going to keep? This is not that cool. <laughs> this is not as cool as you think it is to keep doing it. Um, um, and then but, you mentioned, yeah. we mentioned a couple of times that Richard Madden, uh, AKA Icarus is the villain. Uh, but there's actually a totally different villain. Um, who, <laughs> Oh yeah. Y'all forgot about crow. Y'all forgot about crow. <laughs> Motherfuckers forgot about crow. <laughs> nobody forgets about crow. Uh, yeah. nobody puts crow in a corner nowadays. Crow. Some people say, um, yeah. I, yeah. I had a, j- we used to have no hope, no jobs and no crow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh I was talking about this in the in a in the don't give up skeleton discord that's still around um and somebody was like yeah I don't even know you couldn't even tell who's who's playing him and I was and I said well it's probably some sort of Skarsgård brother because that just seems logical <laughs> and it's very much a fucking Skarsgård brother it's the guy that yeah. played the the it it's Bill Skarsgård um yeah unrecognizable shows up is a weird deviant that can absorb powers for no apparent reason he, whatsoever never no explained no, nothing tells us why the deviants can change. Nope. 
the sub-theme of the deviants being also manipulated and the brotherhood, you know, that mm-hmm. is implied between the Eternals and the deviants. Like, this should have been a, a mutual aid, like, unionization movie where they realize, like, hey, <laughs> we're all getting fucked by these celestials. You know? There's Eternals, no reason why they unionize. should try- <laughs> Yeah, the Eternals should, like, in the, in the Eternals font, unionize. Um, but, like, the, Crow just ends up getting killed. They go through all this work to be like, you know, they're not evil, they're us. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's there's a theme. That's cool. But no, that Angelina Jolie just kills him. Yeah. Slices him in, in half for revenge reasons. It it is it is thematically bankrupt as as a subplot. It's so fucking weird. Um Yeah, Crow sucks so bad. I hate the way they look. They they look so bad. They look like um I'm at, I'm playing Returnal now, mm-hmm. which also rhymes and has monster designs that I think remind me of these things. Yeah, that's that I was not care I didn't I, I didn't say that because I think you were I didn't want to tell you anything, but yeah, it does look a lot like those Returnal in, in, um, enemies. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have as much of a problem with these guys as you did. I just think they're just a, another in a long list of like boring monster creatures. Um, I, yeah. I would have much rather liked it if the the deviants were there to like give them the steam engine way early. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, if there was actually yeah. the what push if the deviants were working. Yeah. I want, I want the like Knights versus the Templars. I want this to be an Assassin's Creed movie is what I'm saying, Gary. I just realized that I want the Eternals <laughs> to be an Assassin's Creed movie. <laughs> it's a, that would, that would at least make, make sense. Cause they'd have a place in the movie. You know, they go off into a little side climax while the real climax is happening with uh, with uh, Rob Stark. There's also uh, worth talking about, you know, Selma Hayek's character, Ajak, uh, who doesn't get a lot to do is fine because it's Selma Hayek, you know. Um, and then uh, Jon Snow as Black Knight. Uh, before I realized who he was going to be, I was like, why is this guy got such top billing to just be the ex-boyfriend who Skypes in <laughs> twice? <laughs> during the movie like a whole different movie is happening and she just has to skype Jon snow every every once in a while to to get it on him to make the same running joke um real real weird and them introducing black knight here is really really weird because as far as i know black knight does not have like a eternals connection i think that's a new it feels like a non-sequitur i think that's a new comics thing i think that's i think he is okay uh, um i think that's because i vaguely remember a black knight showing up in one of those eternals comics that i wrote that i read um but it's, I mean, it's fine. Like, apparently, like, you know, at, at the end of this, when he gets the, the sword or whatever, like, you hear a voice from off screen saying, like, can you use that? And it's supposed to be Blade. It's supposed to be uh, yeah. the guy that they've cast to play Blade now. Um, um, which leads a lot of people, like, to think that they might be doing, like, a Midnight Suns thing um, with um, hmm. eventually, like, kind of setting something like that up. Um, I don't know. I I, I I like Jon Snow a whole lot. You gave Jon Snow a sword, great, and you killed uh, Rob Stark again, great. Everything in its rightful place. Like I love it. Um, he, it will be fine. He will be a fine yeah. Black Knight. It's fine casting. You know, it's just uh, it felt like it was uh, added to this. It's like when you when you're real hungry and you go to a place and you get like a burger and fries, and then like there's a little option on the menu that's like, would you also like some chicken nuggets? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah sure, I'll, I'll do a side of meat. That sounds great. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's just I'll do it's, a smaller. I'll do a taco. Yeah, and it's just you know, three. My, it's just three chicken nuggets. But you're like, yeah, this is a nice little. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm into it. That's kind of kind of what he's like in in this movie. The uh, we haven't um, we're going long on this one, um, but we we talked about like the yeah. lore dump in the middle of it, and I want to just like explain it because it's so fucking stupid when it's you say it out loud, and it's the problem I had from when the, like the moment that I read the Wikipedia page, which is like this is just too big, this just feels too yeah. huge in a universe that. Like Marvel has done so well keeping a lot of this stuff grounded, um, even with the the cosmic stuff in the Guardians uh, movies, even with Captain Marvel and things like that. Like 
the, the core MCU still feels like very, you know, we're, it's getting weird, but it's also like we're fighting aliens on earth kind of stuff. Um, yeah, there's a grounded element to it. The idea that you're just introducing these, you know, immortal ancient beings who plant eggs and planets to grow them, to build other celestial beings so that they can then harmonize the universe and like make sure that stuff is dope and everything is okay. It's just, it's just way too big for anything. And like the idea that the celestials created the Eternals, they're just robots that have lived the same life a zillion times. Their memories get wiped. They get stored in a special memory thing, which is also weird and seems like, okay, Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> like you fucking yeah. weirdo. Why are you making a memory palace of my shit? Like that? ancient, ancient torture aliens. Yeah. Um, and I just I, like, it's a huge lore dump and I like the MCU a lot because you can pick out like a lot of cool connectivity things that make a lot of sense. And I feel like the, I feel like this just is just too much. Like, I just feel like it's just, it's going to run rampant over the universe or somehow. Like, and I, I just, I just don't like it here is what I'm saying here to say. Yeah. I, I, I did also, uh, did not really care for that about it. Uh, as a movie, right? Like, so, so 100%, this, it felt like it, it jumped ahead in complexity. Like we had a little bit of that celestial stuff with guardians of the galaxy too, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. Like I love, uh, Kurt Russell and mm-hmm. that movie. I thought that was interesting. Um, we had teased at that stuff and this felt like we took a long break from it. And then all of a sudden hit all the sliders up to 10 Yeah, with it. Uh, big problem. Um, as a movie, like Eternals wasn't like watching, you know, pulling teeth, like watching it. I had a reasonable amount of fun. You know, it, it got better as it went early on. I was bored out of my fucking gourd and then it got a little bit better. And it, it's, it's a worse snack than Shang-Chi. It's like, um, like one of those uh, diet Oreo packs or something, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a snack, but it's, it's more work and it, it sucks. You ever accidentally more. bought an extra large Snickers and, uh, no. and then you get about halfway and you're like, uh, do not want the rest of this. <laughs> There's a reason Snickers are the size that they are. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. The, the normal size Snickers is, is perfect and will satisfy the hunger inside of you. Uh, as advertised, the king size are just, they're just too much like a king size candy bar. Like you, yeah. you just get, this through. is Kingo size. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I kind of felt the same way of like this, like I complained about it a lot. It was real watchable. Uh, the characters, while they don't have a lot of like connection to each other, um, like I actually really liked Jimma Chan um, and I thought everybody did like a really good job. Uh, surprisingly, like, like like I said, like Angelina Jolie came out of this as like the highlight for me. Um, yeah, she kind of an MP, MVP, weirdly enough. And, uh, and, and I would not have guessed that. Kumail, who I was really looking forward to, uh, ends up being like the bottom of the barrel for me, like the dumb Bollywood session. Yeah. I'm not a Bollywood expert, but like I'll, I'll watch some Bollywood shit, and that was just a bad version of that. <laughs> like it wasn't even a good version. Um, it, it felt <clears throat> annoying and, and baity yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. There were some jokes that he made later that I thought were all right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it had been been a long time in the movie since anybody smiled like it, it had just been we'd been in an exposition hole mm-hmm. uh for for too long so it was kind of fun just to see somebody who was making jokes at all you know for a second um but it also i was i was expecting it, him to be a, a standout because i like that actor a lot uh did not turn out to be and the post credit stuff so we talked about uh it's worth, it's worth mentioning we talked about the blade post credits there's another post credits that shows uh a weird fucking Galactus thing happening. Like the eternal judging humanity based on the memories of Fastos. Yes. Yeah. Very, you know, bizarre to me. Um, where's that going? Uh, dude, yeah. I, I, uh, I really hmm. don't know. Um, 
and and like the the end of this movie is really weird too because like there's just a fucking half celestial in the ocean now like people just know about that like yeah. it's just there um and then our team kind of splits up and um some go into space to go do uh yep. space saving stuff but then immediately you're like oh they haven't like their cell phones they haven't called me like they haven't updated their facebook status in like 27 days we have to go find them and it turns out that the ones that stayed behind which is just fastos uh Gemma and sprite maybe or kingo and kingo well, uh, yeah. oh yeah yeah um you know i think kingo stayed behind as well um yeah but they've just been kidnapped so, by a, a celestial to like you said judge humanity which feels very galactic to me um which would make sense yeah. i guess because that's what that dude is bringing in fantastic four yeah. or whatever um the, it just and then feels God, bad. eros right we have to talk about that uh non you know were they were they expecting us to like hoot and holler when Harry Styles showed up? Uh, dude, I, like, look, there's a large amount of the population that really likes that dude. Um, I I have no connection to Harry Styles whatsoever. I I've, I don't know that I've seen him in anything. I've not been a fan of any of his songs. Um, I, I, so when he showed up here, I, I was like, oh, I think that's is that that guy? <laughs> like I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen him before. Um, and then he just has like this like you know, the little imp creature with him, Puck. Uh, yeah. I, that was, I thought all of that like comedy stuff was bad. Uh, again, talking like they came out, they just walked out of a writer's room as opposed to being like, Eros is the brother of Thanos. And I don't know, man, like just didn't, didn't feel good. No, I, I, uh, there we're, we're entering a diminishing returns thing where they're going to have to keep doing polls. Like they're out of things they can pull that seem cool. Mm-hmm. You know, or not out of them. They're not even close to out of them. They have tons of stuff they could do. They still play their Fantastic Four and their X-Men card and all that stuff. But uh, when they do these polls where it's like, here, you know, here's Jack of Hearts. You know, they're, <laughs> they're going to start doing shit like that. You know, they, they keep doing it with Nova. Um, and they, they did it with fucking Eros as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I do not care about love Thanos. Um, yeah. And out, also- out of the things we're talking about today, this is my least favorite. Easy, uh, easy, by, by quite a bit. Easy number four. Yeah. Um, also, this movie suffers from, uh, you know, we're trying to do this stuff in the past when I mentioned the Forrest Gumping. So, like, having to over-explain why they didn't show up when Thanos was around, and like, why he's like, oh yeah. no, we can't because he's not a celestial. Um, and I, you know, yeah. just having he's to not a deviant, yeah, just having to talk to like. He- Imagine Dark Souls like directly talking to body video in the game, right? Like <laughs> being like the reason for this body is like a fucking item description. That, it, and that's what it felt like. It's like we're talking to all of the yes. Marvel lore people out there right now. It, it's so frustrating, too, because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like once you realize what's going on, if, you know, Thanos getting rid of half the people, uh, that's going to stop the Celestial from hatching. And that's what the Celestial wants. So why did the Celestial make these robots, some of which he made to be eternally tortured, uh, you know, program them for self-doubt, said that they could only help with this one very specific threat? It's real stupid. And then, like, <laughs> you expect me to believe that your main character, Cersei, who has such, like, who is... They they portray her as a person who is connected with humanity the most since the very beginning. Like, has always had this attachment yeah. and this love. Um, and this appreciation for humanity and all of its creation. You're telling me that that person who now has a problem with killing earth, uh, like five years ago was like, no, I'm not going to Wakanda. Why? What's in Wakanda? What's going on? Oh, there's a big fight for humanity. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to stay over here. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm totally, I'm totally chill. Teacher. Like the other ones. Yeah. Sure. I can absolutely believe that. But like they specifically made her that character. And now you're telling me that like, 
I don't know, man, like the fucking Chitari are coming over to New York City and she's just like, no, nah, I don't think uh, I don't think that's useful. Yeah. I don't think I'd be very good I'm in that fight. I'm going to hang out. Yeah. I'm so, vibe. Yeah. It, it's just it's a little too stupid. You know, um, it's just a little it's, too stupid. It's a little too me. stupid. I think it's, it's probably the perfect thing to, to end this podcast on. So yeah um any final thoughts uh, thanks before everybody we... for listening okay guess not. Yeah. nah i i they're gonna do more of this like it ends with that big threat like the eternals will return uh i wish they had just dispersed and joined other shit me too I'd, i would i want to see these guys in fucking guardians of the galaxy or something more than i want to see in eternals too i they should have killed two-thirds of them mm-hmm. so there's just like three or four extra characters oh left, dude we didn't even and those should have just spread to the winds dude, we didn't even talk about how the villain like fucking icarus is just like all right we're done um yep. peace out without any explanation just flies into the fucking sun flies into the sun yeah. <laughs> it's a story they made up five thousand fucking years ago <laughs> you're like well may as well it seems like a good way to suicide just so fucking weird without a word like like they yeah. hold jim's hands and it's like all right bye and then just jets they, into the yeah, fucking bur- sun <laughs> zoom so, the, uh, the, the, the Rob Stark cannot get a break. <laughs> Seriously, he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's the new um, he's the new Sean Bean, right? <laughs> he's gonna yeah. get he's like father burnt. like son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man, seeing all the Game of Thrones people uh, didn't make me want to watch Game of Thrones again. Weirdly enough, and then I remembered how that ended, and that was stupid. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm in that boat with Supernatural right now, where the last season of Supernatural is. Uh, it's 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 not, it's not great. <laughs> Little dog shitty. Yeah, uh, it has moments, yeah. but it's not real good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. If you like this podcast, uh, patreoncom slash is the place to go. Uh, to give us all your money. That's just easy command. Yes. Yeah. I am. And tell all your friends. Yep. I am Barry Keegan, and you girl for your mother. That's my Barry yeah. Keegan impression. A good man He's, it's like he's a sim. It really is. It's like he's speaking fucking <laughs> similar. So I, could, I literally was like, should I have the subtitles on it? They're doing a thing. Because like Kikari is, uh, or Makari is, it's, you know, was using ASL or whatever, which I also thought was like, yeah. why is there not? Which you must have invented. Yeah. Like, why, is it, why, did, why isn't Somebody it celestial American sign, sign language? language 5,000 years ago. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Uh, uh, um, boss. Um, boss. Um, boss.